Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everyone. This is Janet. Um, I'm happy to be hosting our first live group coaching session for the Dream Life 2016 program. And um, I'm so excited. We've got heaps of people on the line and also in chat. So before we get into the meat of the call, I'm just going to ask for a quick shout out and hello from those who are on dialed in. So Jackie, would you like to say hello to the folks? Hello everyone. I am the goddess Jackie and I'm delighted to be here. So excited. I love that. I love that. <laughs> But you claim that identity so powerfully. Jackie was um Jackie started her goddess existence <laughs> or her goddess identity as a goddess of as a goddess of latte, wasn't it? Yeah, as a latte, as in, I was a I was always called just a barista and the just thing just drove me nuts, so I became the goddess of lattes. Beautiful. That's a very good example of identity shifting. You step into the role of goddess of latte and suddenly um, everything changes. Indeed. Uh, but that was just the beginning. So we've also got um uh we've got Jody on the line. Hey Jody. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Excellent. Um because this call is being recorded, it's really helpful to kind of for people to, to introduce themselves or to at least say hello so that we've got a, a little bit of um we know who everybody is. Um Jody and Jody was my very first brave publisher. She was the first person to give me give me publication and um uh, that will that that's something for which I will always be eternally grateful. <laughs> um we've got Linda on the line. Hey Linda. Hey Janet. It's lovely to be here. Awesome to have you here. And oh we've got a bit of background noise. Uh and we've got Kate. Hi Kate. Is that is that Kate? Your yep. ID said Nancy. Hey, yep. yay. Hi everybody. Very nice very nice to have you on the line. Thank you for joining us. Thank All you. right, now a little bit of housekeeping. We have some people who are here in chat only. Uh that we've got Annette who is going to be dialing in, she says. Uh but we don't know how long that will take. <laughs> we've got Dorothy, we've got Kendall, and we've got guest six. I'm still oh, guest is six is Leanne. Sorry, Leanne. Uh, Leanne has um, is coming in and out because she's getting breakfast sorted and her kids ready for school, so she'll be in and out. Um, so for everybody who's streaming only and in chat, uh, just to let you know, I will probably if there's a lot of conversation going on in the background in chat, which you're welcome to do by the way, is have side conversations. Please go for it. This is a I want this to be a community, not just a sort of you know um, you sitting at the feet of the guru. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so by all means have have conversations in the background if you're in the chat room. Um, if that happens, I will probably minimise the chat window because I get really distracted very easily. Shiny. Um, so when you've got questions, I'll you know I'll stop every so often for questions, or I'll ask for people who've got any coaching that they want to um, run by me. And uh, at that point, I'll open the chat window again so I can see what you're talking about um, and and pick up questions. But I'm also going to ask Jackie if she would kindly be my chat wrangler and make sure I haven't missed anything. Is that all right with, with you, Jackie? Yeah, no, no problem at all. So, thank you so much. And Annette has joined us on the line. Hey, Annette. 
hello. <laughs> it won't let me dial in on the normal, and I had to track down the alternate number. <laughs> oh, no. And you put up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but I found it. Found it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, the, you've got a little bit of background hum, so if you can mute your microphone or whatever, that would be awesome. Um, but, sure. but But unmute whenever you need to ask anything. So, uh, thank you all so much for being part of this program. I'm, I'm, I'm really loving the conversations that we're already having over in the Facebook group, uh, and uh, the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the sense of uh, excitement. I think is, is what I'm really enjoying most of all is this kind of sense of, and this is, this is what I wanted to do, particularly with module one, is to basically get really kind of embed in our own heads what's possible and the reason that these things are possible because as I said in the first module, sometimes the biggest barrier to shifting into that new identity that we want to embrace, shifting into that dream life, is this sense that you know it's not possible for me and this is something that um, uh, any of the group who's here who are fans of Fabeku Fatun Mishé, this is what he talks about as smallness. It's this, these, it's all this it's this kind of collective of doubts and fears and anxieties and uh, a kind of getting caught up in the how, getting caught up in thinking, I've got this dream, but I can't see the way from here to there, so so I might as well dismiss the dream now. It's this kind of thing that keeps us small. So, so this first week has been about just really stretching a little bit and getting a little bit of wiggle room about the idea that yes, things are possible, that things can change, and that we've got not just the kind of the the intangible ephemeral uh, area of deliberate creation to rely on, but we've also got some really nice hardcore science to kind of help us get the traction. Because when we have doubts and doubts and uh, and anxieties, very often we want somebody to prove that something works. <laughs> so having some of that. Um, that, that, that other stuff is, is kind of helpful to get us the traction. Um, now with these, with these calls, my intention is to make them not so much presentation but more conversation and to be an opportunity to kind of check in with you guys, see how things are going, see how uh, you're going with your homework and find out if anybody would like any coaching or has any questions. So I'm going to start out by just doing a quick check in with people to see whether, now the homework if you remember was, there were three things. First of all there was the calendarizing, so making sure you're setting the time aside because this work is important and if we don't set the time aside all that's going to happen is we're going to get more of the same of what we've always had because we do need to spend some, we do need to expend some effort and some time on this work. My intention is for that effort and time to be enjoyable. So it's not grinding and we don't want to this isn't going to be a chore, but we do need to make sure that we make that commitment. So I'm hoping that everybody's done that. If not, that's okay. It's not too late. Go do it after the call. As soon as we hang up, go and do that, <laughs> or at least as soon as possible after that. Um, your next module will be delivered uh, on uh, basically Thursday, 6 p.m. US Eastern Time, which makes it Friday morning Australian time. Uh, and that will be the pattern for the for the rest of the program. That will be when it's delivered. Now we we're taking a break over Christmas over the whole the holiday season. 
in terms of these live calls, but the modules will be delivered every single week right through to the middle of Christmas. Uh, sorry, the middle of December, not the middle of Christmas. Oh my God, can you imagine? Excuse me, just put the turkey on hold. I'm going to go and listen to my module now. <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool, but anyway. Um, so we will have our final two coaching sessions in January. And as we get closer, we'll, we'll work out dates for that to, because I'd like to make sure it's dates that the maximum number of people can get to. So we'll see what we can negotiate within the group. Um, so that's just a little bit of a, a wrap-up of how things are going, going to unfold. The other piece of homework that I know many of you have played with is the idea of setting an intention to notice something that might be a little unusual. And it um, expressed with some, uh, said that she was having trouble deciding on what to, to intend uh, what to notice so she said a very broad intention and noticed that and I invited her to find a more detailed I said congratulations let's celebrate that and if you want to play with a more detailed one go for it uh, I know that Dorothy has noticed rainbow uh, I know that I'm just going back through I'm actually on the Facebook group at the moment looking at things uh, and I know that um, that Kate expressed some uh, something that was, I think, really, really useful for the group. So, Kate, I'm wondering how you're going with your owl intention. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just have such high expectations. I'm, I, you know, I mean, I've done ah. different kind of experiments. It's like, oh yeah, magic. Yeah, I mean, I know I have all this power. No sweat. Yep. Um, so I picked something really that's very mundane here in the fall, and it's just not appeared for me. I actually had an alternate too, which was a snowman. That was like really bizarre. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen that. I love but it. I, I know I'm just, I'm just being too graspy and trying too hard. And that's kind of my whole theme lately is just trying too hard and being too kind of like, if you're not doing it, there's something terribly wrong. And, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was sort yeah. of somewhat tongue in cheek, but it does feel that way. It's like, okay, well, my magic's gone. Let's go yeah. work getting it back, you know. Yeah, and I want to thank you for being willing to share that story with the group because my sneaky purpose with this experiment was to was to flush out how easily we make judgment about ourselves in terms of success and failure. Because in the when I was designing this piece of homework, I wanted to be really clear that the whole point of this there was no we're not trying to prove anything. We're not trying to prove that law of attraction works. We're not trying to prove that brain science works. The idea here is just to notice. And that includes noticing when we have some attachment to the outcome. When we get some idea of, if I don't see my thing, then somehow I've failed, or I'm not measuring up to my own standards of what I expect from my ability to manifest. Um, so your experience, Kate, is incredibly valuable for all of us. Um, I don't mean, <laughs> it sounds kind of patronizing. I don't mean it that way at all. I just want to say that with this work, one of the things that we want to do is we want to, first of all, expand our horizons a little. So you mentioned in, when you talked about this in the group, you mentioned that you know, th these, are, these aren't so rare in North Carolina for, you know, pardon me, because you, know, you, t you hike in the woods, you'll probably see one. And this is a really good example of where you've begun to embed some how into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So you've you kind of <clears throat> now I don't know how, what your process was for coming up with a thing to notice. Whether you picked something partly because there was an ease around the how of it, or whether it was just the first thing that popped into your head. 
Yeah, I think it's just sort of like my spirit animal in a sense. Uh-huh. That it when okay, I see cool. one, it 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 gives me some sort of connection or magic. So it, I take delight Lovely. in seeing them. So that was, you know, just that's what jumped into my head when I thought of. Something. Awesome. Yeah. So my invitation to you is to remember that it's a spirit animal. It doesn't have to show up in your real life. I mean, it doesn't have to show up as a real live owl in the wild. Mm. It can show up in lots of different ways. And the more you kind of relax into remembering that, the and and the more you let go of the need for it to show up at all. So this is this dance that we do mm-hmm. between I'd like something, but I don't need it. So the minute you can let go of that need for it to show up in order to prove that you still have your mojo, and I know you're kind of semi-joking about this, but that sense, that little piece of attachment, it's kind of making your sense of possibility dependent on seeing the owl. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, I definitely see the hows. I'm a very sort of logical kind of thinker that gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun. <laughs> so that's with my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have some fun letting go of the how. So um, I sort of feel like I've been one of those, you know, those sneaky psychology researchers who tell you they're testing one thing and they're testing something completely different. <laughs> I did psychology for a little while at university. I've been on the receiving end of that. Um, so the point with this exercise is not so much to have you prove that things work by having this thing show up. It's lovely if it does, but it's more to to help you to see, reflect on your own experience with this and notice where you have tried to control the how or tried to make a judgment. It's a habit we all have. It's part of how we're raised. So there's no, you know, if this has been something that's happened for you, there's no uh, judgment here. There's no kind of like, oh, well, you got that wrong. In fact, you know, I kind of went out of my way to 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 flush this out, if you like, which is kind of mean. It's kind of mean. Um, so, so that's my invitation to you: is the to to reflect on the experience of this and notice whether you have actually sort of played with any of the how or not. Uh, to, for those of who have had their things show up, to notice to what extent you simply let it go. And that openness, like Dorothy talked about having seen rainbows in a context that was not in the real world. You know, this was, it's not something that she saw in the sky. It was something completely, completely different. That willingness to be uh, open to how things show up. So, because all of these things are going to be really important. They'll, these things will make more sense as we unpack the rest of the program. We get to define what looks like success. We get to define what looks like the rainbow showing up. We get to define how these things um, feel like, ooh, I got my thing. And when we become uh, a little less closed about how things can show up and we let go of the how, that's when we give universe and our brain opportunity to really kind of bring some wild and crazy stuff in. So. So thank you for those who did your homework and reported back on it and who are still doing your homework. If you're still set, Kate, I'm going to invite you to drop this now. I'm going to invite you to drop the intention and see how successfully you can drop it. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a very worthy exercise for me. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And we're not doing this with any agenda. I'm simply inviting you to drop it because you have successfully completed the homework. Okay. Does that make sense? 
Mm. Can, you, can you get on board with that idea that you've successfully completed the homework? Yes, I think I can. I was, awesome. I was open to noticing an owl. That's all. That's all it was. Yep. Yeah. And the, the successful completion of the homework is because you noticed your own uh, approach to this. You noticed and you, and you recognized the fact that you were a little caught up in the how and you were caught up in the attachment to it, that sense of getting it right or not getting it right. And you are not the only one. I have to tell you, you're not the only one who's expressed this. I'm just picking on you because yours is such a nice, easy example to look at. How do you dr ever drop that, though? I mean, that's sort of like you've said you want this, so then, of course, yep. you're going to think about it, and then you get attached okay. to it, and it's that whole piece of dropping it. Great question. Great question. Now, we will be doing letting go in a later module, but I do want to... I, I, this is such a good question. I want to teach you a really simple technique. And this, I don't take credit for this, this came from Dr. Drew Rosell, um, and he writes about it in his book, Let It Go. Uh, and uh, it's very simple, there is a thought. There's a thought at the basis of anything that you're having trouble dropping, there's a thought at the heart of it somewhere. Um, your thought in this instance might be something like, uh, I'm not going to see an owl. It's a thought that you don't like. There's a thought you're resisting. So what I'm going to invite you to do is, to be willing to have the thought even though you don't like it. So if you can get on board with the idea, I don't love it, I don't even like it, but I'm willing to have the thought that I might never see an owl and that's okay. Can you do that? Yeah. For bananas. Once you do that, once you really sink into that thought, you will feel some relief and that's your sign that it's letting go. Um, and I know this sounds a little counterintuitive for, for people who are familiar with deliberate creation because we're taught to look for the positive thought. But actually, if we've got a resistant negative thought, like I, what if I don't see an owl, that means I've failed. Um, when we can drill down and find that resistant thought and then be willing to think it, because it only hangs around because we haven't been willing to think it yet. When we're willing to think it and, and have no judgment about it and just kind of go, you know what? I'm willing to think this and let it be okay. Then we get this shock, we get this surge of relief, and that's our sign that we've that we've we've you know we've let go of it, and now it can sort of drift off on its own. Hmm. Janet, can I um, ask you to flesh that out a little? Uh, yes. We're saying that simply the thinking of the thought is okay. We don't have to be okay with the thing itself. No, you can have judgment about the thing itself. We came here to judge things, to sift and sort through what we like and what we don't like. We didn't come here to love it all. You know, it's, we don't want to be kind of going through life trying to like things that we don't like. Um, that would be kind of nuts. You know, it's... Um, yeah. If you don't like sushi, then just don't eat sushi. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah but this, this feeling of, of failure, for example, um, yes. you know, if, if I don't succeed here, I mean, I've got a new program that isn't filling as fast as I would like and so the feeling is, well, then, you know, I'm, I'm a failure or this program is right. a failure and I don't like that. But I no. have to be, but the liking comes, well, the okay comes with the thinking of the thought. In other words, not trying to make myself think something else or yeah. change it or anything like that, right? Yes. So for your example, which is a really good example, um, the thought you might want to, might want to think and to be deliberate about it is the thought to say something like, 
I don't love it. I don't even like it. But I'm willing to have the thought that I may not get a full program. And that's mm. okay. And then once you've done that, once you've been well, it's like you kind of, it's like grasping the nettle. You know, if you, if you brush against the nettle, it releases all the little stingy things that make you make your skin hurt. But if you grab it, you crush those little stingy things and they can't and it can't hurt you. That's why they that's the expression grasping the nettle. That's where it comes from. So it's a bit like that. It's a bit like you're facing forward, you're facing up to that thought and going, you know what thought? I'm willing to have you. I don't love you. I don't like you, but I'm willing to have you and I'm and I'm willing and once you do that, all of the attached stories about what that thought means can drop away. But they can't drop away until you've been willing to kind of have that thought. Does that make sense? Mm, kind of. Um, kind of. I, yeah, because I'm still thinking, I don't like the fact that my program hasn't filled. That's okay. <laughs> but, you're allowed to not like it. You're allowed to not like it. You're allowed to not like it. <laughs> but, I, but I'm also allowed to think that I don't like it and, and just let, it, yeah. let that be an okay thing to, to think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's actually yeah. really cool because that's so opposite to the think happy yes. thoughts thing that it's um that it's really useful. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I really recommend um uh if people want to find out more about Drew's approach, his book Let It Go is a really good resource. Um I think it's available via Kindle. Um Okay, so, so I have one other ex- expansion on this because you can tell yes. I've been dithering with it, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> so on the same thing with this not filling up program thing, um, I have a tendency then to say, okay, it's okay to think that. Now, how could it? How could I not have to think that? You know, if that makes sense. So no. how could the not filling fast be a good thing? if that makes sense. Now, that's not something that we need to do, right? We can just leave that alone. You can. I think I think there's a distinction here between trying to find the positive in something that you don't like, which is what you're doing when you're saying, you know, I'm appreciating. That's the Pollyanna game that we also can play, which is where we, we have something that we don't love and we try and find the positive about it. Um, the awareness that you don't love it is really important to to just kind of go. You know what? I don't love it, and this is and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Once you've I done that, yeah. Once you've done that, then you have the potential. It's much easier to step into that Pollyanna sort of mode and say, okay, my my program's not filling up. What could be good about this? Well, it could be good that I'm just doing it with four people or three people or however many you've got in the group or six people. It could be really good to do it with this really tiny group. I could mm. find out things about it that mean that next time I run this, I'm 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 going to do it a kick-ass job, and I'm going to be able to handle 60 people. Or yeah. it could be, you know, there's so it's about kind of getting that wiggle room. Yeah, in a sim- similar way, you know, we could say for Kate, what's good about not being able to see an owl? Well, it might be good because it means that I I'm getting a really strong evidence for how my attachment doesn't serve me and that's really, really useful evidence and it will motivate me to change that pattern, for example. Mm. Now, somebody else imposing a Pollyanna thing on you is awful. (laughs) So I don't recommend it. Um, And I only kind of do this 
again, I'm just picking on you two because you've given me examples <laughs> and given me some um, somewhere to go with it. Um, and we will talk about this whole letting go and appreciation thing further down the track um, because they are really key to uh, successful identity shifting. Um, so I'm glad that we've kind of been able to cover a little bit of it today, but I do we will dive into it later. Janet? Um, Yes, Annette, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I wanted to make a comment and, and get your feedback on, on the noticing experiment because we had that discussion and then I was kind of like, well, it's my hair, you know, kind of being a little flippant about it. But I, I, settled, on, I settled on dolphins. And as soon as I settled on dolphins, um, I've been listening to a lot of different interviews from different people. And, of course, Everyone I listened to was talking about dolphins. <laughs> I love that. That's fun. I've, I've not seen them, but I've certainly heard a lot about them. So I thought that was very interesting. Absolutely. And I, you know, this goes back to Linda's comment in the in the group, which I thought was incredibly invaluable for for all of us. That for those of us who are sighted, you know, our visual processing, the visual processing is part of the brain is. In humans, it's the largest part, uh, and for those who are sighted, it gets all that real estate gets taken up with processing visual data, and we tend to think of noticing as meaning seeing something, and it isn't. That's not the only way that we can encounter things, and because we are blessed to have Linda in the group, she helps to remind us that that's not the only way. That we, you know, we habitually without even realizing we're doing it, we can narrow our expectation or we can narrow the how simply by virtue of the fact that we have this, we, ha we automatically think that it's going to be something we see. Now, in the example I provided in the module, it was something I saw and in fact it was, it was something that, you know, my eyes were on it before my brain noticed that I was actually seeing it because um, we know that we don't see things until, for those of us who are sighted, we don't see it until the brain registers it and tells us about it. And it's the same with all of our other senses. So when Linda described how she heard um, uh, people talking about her bear in, uh, in an interview, it was such a powerful reminder that when we think about noticing, we have got to expand our our, our horizons, if you like, we've got to broaden the, the ways in which this, these things can come to us. Uh, now obviously with owl, for example, we may not know what an owl smells like, so our sense of smell may not be the most obvious way that we're going to notice an owl. But, you know, Annette talks about it with her dolphins, with hearing about dolphins, and uh, Linda talked about it with bear, we can often hear about a, a topic. Uh, whether it's people standing next to us in a coffee shop having a conversation or whether it's a radio interview or whatever it might be. So, so again, this experiment has been incredibly valuable for a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with proving that the system works. Does this, this, is, does this all make sense to you guys? Mm -hmm. Completely. Yes. yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so that's the second bit of homework. And the third piece of homework was the three good things. And I know that for many of you on this, in this particular group, um, this is going to be, this is going to feel a bit like going back to kindergarten because it's so basic and it's so, you know, we've, we've got, um, I've, I've, I know that um, some of the people who aren't here on the call today um, have mentioned, you know, that they, they like doing more than three things and they do it all the time and, and how much 
you know how much they love this kind of thing so kind of going back to this basic structure of just doing three good things and then writing about them with sensory information and the emotional response that we had why it was so enjoyable that can feel a bit like kind of going back to kindergarten we're going to keep doing this this exercise as we move through the program but we're going to tweak it we're going to play with it in different ways so for those of you who haven't yet started doing it, I invite you to start doing it. For those who've been doing a more elaborate version, I'm going to invite you to just play with this version for a little while. Um, just for the next couple of days, because when you get your next module, you will get a tweak that is going to change how we do it. And what I, again, what I would like for you guys to do, because one of my intentions with this program is to get you really super knowledgeable about your own processes and what you love to do, what works really well for you. And you can't really do that until you experiment a bit. So I'm giving you this kind of, I'm designing in a way for you to try out different things and by the end of it, you'll know what works really well for you, what helps to really enforce the change. So instead of it being a, you know, when you, when you see somebody on the internet saying, I have the perfect program to do X, Y, and Z, you'll be able to judge straight away whether that's likely to work for you or not because you'll have a really good clear picture of what processes you engage, how you engage them, what things come up for you, what things are, can be, um, you know, whether you enjoy them, which is absolutely crucial. There's no point doing a process you don't enjoy. I'm here to tell you that right now, right up front. If you don't enjoy it, it's, it's, it's not going to be... Um, you, won't, you won't keep doing it and you won't get the same engagement out of it. Um, so for those who uh, haven't been doing it yet, I invite you to do it for the next couple of nights. Uh, and for those who've been doing, who, who have been doing it according to the instructions, oh, I sound so draconian, I sound like a dictator. <laughs> for those who've been doing it according to the instructions, keep going for a couple of nights and you know you will get in about 48 hours, you'll get your, um, <clears throat> your next module and there will be a, a change to how we're going to play with it, which I think you're going to like. Um, so does anybody have any questions about the, that part of the homework or any observations that they want to make? It's Annette and I do. Excuse yeah, me. cool. Um, the three, because it's three things, it's been really easy, but what I've noticed is a tendency to write three things about one occurrence. That oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yes, it'll be, you know, I really enjoyed it when this, you know, happened, when that happened, and then this happened too, and it was, and then that happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, this is really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So, you might, that's, Look, I, I don't, for my money, I, I think it's, I like to try and think of three different things just because I like the stretch. I like the stretch of it, the, the idea that, you know, okay, I've, I've used that particular thing. But, but it's true, it's also true that, you know, if there's a, if there's a day where there's a particularly, you know, um, like there's a, a, something that's taken a chunk of that day. <laughs> so say, for example, I've gone to, I don't know, um, I've spent the day at a conference. I don't do those, but for argument's sake, let's say that's, that's, that's a thing. Um, I could have three different things within that experience. Or let's say I've spent the day being a tourist somewhere. I could have three different 
elements to that. The key is to have three different things. So it can be elements within something. Um, if that's if that's sort of a way to get into this practice. Um, but I'm curious, Annette, do you find, are you appreciating three completely separate elements to that one thing or are you just finding that you kind of, the first thing you appreciate sort of triggers another lot of things? It's separate elements. Yeah, good. With, cool. And it's not, all, it's not all the time, but I've noticed that there is a, there is a tendency mm -hmm. to do that. So it's, yeah, yeah un, it's under the umbrella. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And um, the, uh, the the changes that we'll make as we roll out, you know, the program, the different tweaks, that sh none of the that won't be a barrier. Put it that way. You know, that if you if you're noticing this tendency, then it'll be interesting to see whether that unfolds differently. But it certainly won't get in the way of doing the work that we've got coming up. So that's awesome. But it's a really interesting observation. And and I think, like I said, as long as you've got the three the three sort of distinct, discrete elements that um, uh, that you can play with. Because what it does is it, because what we're doing here with this work, this, this particular piece of homework, we know that the brain loves to answer questions. There was a really fantastic experiment that I just love, so I'm going to tell it to you because some of you have heard it before, but I love it so much, I like repeating it. Um, People who worked in a corporate setting were asked by the researchers, they, arrived, they would arrive at work and then they were asked by the researchers, what colour car did you park next to today? And most people couldn't remember. One or two did, but most people couldn't remember. The following day, when they arrived at work, they were asked the same question again. This time, a few more people, quite a few more people remembered and there were plenty who didn't. And that, thing, that happened for, the, for five days in a row. By the end of the five days, everybody could remember what car they parked next to. Because by then, they had a conscious expectation that they were likely to be asked, what colour car did you park next to? But what was interesting was that in between the first day, that first day and the last day, there was a period of time where people were forgetting consciously that they might get asked this question, but their brain had had noticed the colour of the car next to them in the anticipation that they might get asked the question. So it's like their brain got on board with this idea, I might get asked this question, so I'm going to notice something. It, it did that before the person had become consciously aware and sort of gone, I'd better notice what, car, what colour car I'm parked next to. So there was this, this, our brains have this capacity to notice things that, it, that they might not be reporting to our conscious awareness based on questions that we ask. And what we're doing with this exercise is we are, we are training our brain that every night it's, we are going to ask it for three good things that it's noticed. So it will spend more and more of its energy during the day noticing good things so that it can deliver them to you at night, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So this is a really powerful way that we're retraining our brain in terms of what it notices in our ordinary everyday life so that we become much more, it's like we ourselves become more skilled at noticing it, but we're also training our unconscious mind to begin to notice more of the good in life. That's why it raises positivity levels in the brain. That's why it's such a reliable tool. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I bet you didn't know you were already rewiring your brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, maybe you did. Maybe you did. You're smarter than I think. Than I think I am. Um, so, uh, so that kind of covers the homework. I would like to know. I do have one question from the um, Facebook group, so I'm going to read this in. This is from Annette, who couldn't be here, um, and she said, "I noticed that when I step into my um, now." Just to backtrack a little bit, um, Annette and I have both done a process with um, Fabeku Fatun Miche where he identifies what he calls a superpower, which is really kind of your, it's like your medicine, your way of doing things. It's the thing behind what you do. Uh, and her, for hers, the, her particular superpower is juicy joy, juicy joy powerful. It's kind of a, a, a mixture of juice and joy and power. Um, when she, and she says, I notice that when I step into my juicy, joyful, powerful identity, after a few hours, my smallness, smallness kicks in again by feeling tired or getting a feeling of what's the use, why should I, or by creating a massive headache. headache. Um, so, and she says, while I'm writing this, I wonder, maybe I should take baby steps. On the other hand, why step out of my flow when I'm flowing and feeling good? Um, and then she also asks whether this might be an upper limit thing in the, in the sense of you know, we have these kind of psychological upper limits to what we can expect in life, um, which is one of the things we're going to be shifting with this identity shift work. So, so her question basically is, it's like there's this, this sense of being in flow and stepping into this powerful identity and then the smallness kicks in and comes up with all kinds of sabotaging uh, all kinds of ways of sabotaging her and what I want to say in response to the question is a couple of things first of all yes baby stepping is probably a um, baby stepping when we talk about baby stepping our way to a new identity what we're really talking about is uh, not trying to sort of uh, it, right, let me start that sentence again if our dream life if our, if our sort of most expanded authentic self has a particular way that it looks and we can't imagine the steps of how to get there, then trying to do it all in one leap is going to be really difficult because it's going to trigger all of those smallness things that say, I don't know how to do it, it's too hard, I can't possibly do that, I'm not big enough, I'm not good enough, I'm too old, I'm blah, 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 all the blah, blah. So when we try and do those sort of giant leaps, uh, it can trigger these smallness, these little gremlin thoughts. And so baby stepping our way there is is one way to do it. That doesn't mean to say that when we have those moments of feeling that really big identity, or that big expanded version of ourselves, that we shouldn't immerse in it and bask in it for that little moment because that's going to help us get used to it. It's part of the acclimation process. Uh, but the big thing I want to say, Annette, is we're not there yet. This is just week one. So I'm going to invite Annette and anyone else who's kind of trying to jump into the identity shifting stuff right now, I'm going to invite you to say, look, let's just take a breath and pause and not panic about what you might think might be going quote unquote wrong because there's nothing going wrong, but just really immerse in the stages of, the, of this program as we unfold them because they, it, they will be really solid foundations for the identity shifting work. I think that this early work, whether it's the you know the, the 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 expansion of possibility, the idea of you know expanding our belief it, that things are possible. We don't have to believe in the dream life yet. All we have to do is believe that things are possible, and we've already made progress with that. We're retraining our brains to see the pos to see things in a more positive light. 
um, by doing that, that daily practice. Uh, and we're going to embed, uh, the next module will embed some self-love, which is going to go a, a long way towards addressing some of this, um, this, these, uh, these senses of, you know, what's the use, why should I, or, um, uh, you know, the, the, the smallness that can, can attack us all. The other thing I want to say is when it comes to smallness and these kind of things that feel a bit sticky, like, you know, judgment about whether we're getting it right, uh, judgment about whether we're doing it properly. Um, Sarah talked in the group about, um, you know, the kind of the worry anxiety thing about, you know, about getting it right. I'm going to um, share with you guys um, my, I've got a process called Heal Your Inner Critic. Um, and if you become aware of a, a pattern, a specific pattern of repetitive thought, gremlins, the, you know, that same gremlin comes up every time, uh, I invite you to apply that process. You don't, if you don't have that happening, if there's not a, a sort of persistent thing, then skip it. You won't need it. But if there is a specific thing, this might be a useful tool um, uh, to, to help unblock it, help help with that. So Annette, you may want to have a look at the Heal Your Inner Critic um, and look at applying it to smallness. So the, so the gremlin you might want to apply it to is the concept of smallness um, and seeing that this is not something that you need to sort of spend time uh, really being anxious about but rather just something to remind yourself that the smallness, what we call smallness is really just part of our psyche trying to keep us safe. It's trying to keep us from doing the scary thing, um, and if you you know if you look at heal your inner critic, it'll explain why we kind of um, why rather than trying to battle it, we just want to um, get on you know get get a get a more healing kind of approach to it. Um, so that's that was the sort of slightly garbled and slightly long-winded um, uh, response to Annette um, because she's not here to sort of have the conversation. Uh, Annette, if you want to follow up with this in the group, um, that would be great. Um, and I know that you may be able to be on the call next week. So we can we can always talk about it then, which is something I want to say, by the way. When we do these calls, you don't have to just talk about the topic for the week. You can totally ask questions about anything, any aspect of, um, of the work. And if it's something that we're going to be covering, I will make sure that I let you know that. Um, you know, we're going to get to that and, and then we'll try and make sure that you get coaching as well. Um, does that make, so for those of you who are listening, I don't know if that's kind of something that makes sense to you as well and is helpful for you as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so any, any questions? So let's throw it open now because um, I think that addresses the ones that I've had up front. Um, oh yes, Annette. <laughs> Sorry. So Annette two T's and an E. That was not you. That was the other Annette who is um, uh, joining us from the Netherlands. So yes, we, we have two Annettes in the group. I'm sorry, that was confusing. So yes, that was Annette who isn't here. <laughs> All right, so any questions? Anything people would like to get some assistance with? Wow, you guys are quiet. <laughs> Got our brains all twisted up, so we're <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs>
anything I can do to unscramble some of the kind of the assumptions that we make about how things work, I'm more than happy to do. You know, I tell my clients all the time, don't believe everything you think. <laughs> I I really love the fact that you're you're going with, you know, allow yourself to have the thought, allow yourself to not like it. Yeah. Allow, allow, allow. Mm-hmm. And, and allow, allow, allow. Absolutely. Allow, allow, allow. There's nothing. We're not broken. We don't need to be fixed. Everything is working just fine. We just yeah. you know, are, are learning a new, you know, a, a new manual or a new yes. way of doing things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One of the key things with identity shifting is that we have to get okay with the idea of a couple of things. We have to get okay with the identity we currently have and everything that's gone in to, to create it. Because we can't be, we will, I will talk about this in the, in the next module, but any sense of self-criticism or shame is going to be really, um, it's going to hamper our growth and we don't want to do that. It doesn't serve us. At the end of the day, the only question that we ever want to ask when we have a thought is, does this thought serve me? If it does, then hang on to it. If it doesn't, then we do that process of saying, you know what, I'm willing to think it anyway. I don't like it and I don't love it, but I'm willing to think it anyway. And once we can do that, then we can let go of all the stories and drama associated with that story. You know, with Jackie's example, which is such a good one, if we have the thought, I'm, you know, I might not get any more people to this program. I don't love that, but but I'm willing to have that thought. It might happen. And that's okay. It doesn't mean anything beyond that it is. <laughs> it doesn't have any other significance. Any other significance is something I'm bringing to it. And I can choose to not do that. I can choose to just go, you know what? That doesn't serve me. So I know it's a lie. Janet? Cool. Yeah, Linda. It's so much more refreshing this way than to say, oh, you can't have that negative thought mm. because then that's what you're going to create and that, that you definitely yeah. will not get more people in your group or you'll never see an owl yeah. again or, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. Just, it's exactly. so wonderful to discard that one. Well, what's interesting to me, and I really, like I said, I really acknowledge Drew for his, um, for his perspective on this, that when we, are, when we are sort of pushing a thought away, it can't leave. It, a thought is a fleeting thing. It is a thought is a it's it, really all a thought is in our brains is it's, a, it's an electrochemical signal firing along a neural pathway. And while ever we're not willing to sort of to look at that thought to to sort of to acknowledge it because really what we're doing here is we're acknowledging it. We've had the thought. We have to acknowledge it. Otherwise, it just keeps bouncing around inside our noggin endlessly until we it wants to be sunk. It's, it's how Drew puts it, which I love. And until we're willing to have that thought, it's um, you know, it's going to just keep showing up. And that's that's what resistance is. You know, that's it. It's trying to trying to avoid and a so-called negative thought is it's like trying to hold a basketball underwater. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and it's not sustainable. At some point, we'll get tired, and then it'll bob to the surface, and we have it anyway. And then we kind of get all scared and resistant, and we push it down again, and the stories get more embedded, and none of that's helpful. So, so yeah. So Jackie, I'm going to invite you to do that with this thought that you've experienced, um, just to 
just to experiment with it because it can't hurt. Being willing mm-hmm. to have the thought, it can't hurt. It's not going to, you know, you've got, at the moment you're resisting the thought that nobody else is going to turn up. And resisting that thought is giving it power. Mm-hmm. So by allowing it to happen, allowing yourself to have the thought and release it, it can only be better. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't guarantee yeah. that more people will show up, but it certainly doesn't, uh, it certainly has less power to deter people than the thought, than, than when you resist the thought, if that makes sense. Mm, yes, absolutely it does. And it's certainly okay. better than me picking at it like a, like a yeah. scab, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you may even want to make a little ritual out of it. You may want to acknowledge it with some, some sense of the sacred. So, you know, light a candle. I will. I'll sit with it. Kitchen magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then let it go. Mm. I think that's going to be really powerful. Yeah. And, um, yeah. All right. Great. Thank you for that. Um, we've got guest eight on the line. I don't know who that is. Uh, they're muted at the moment. And we've got North Missouri. Who's that? It's me. Sorry. Skype dropped out on me. It's Jane. Oh. Oh, okay. I love how Skype does that. Skype, for those of you who are in the States, you probably don't know this but for those of us in Australia who who phone in using Skype it seems to just randomly pick a state in the United States to say that where we're from so we kind of end up doing virtual travel around the world <laughs> so Jody you're in North Missouri at the moment Woo-hoo! I was about to ask where I'm coming from <laughs> I love that um, so any other questions any other um, anybody else want to get any assistance with anything could I make a practical comment? Sure, absolutely. Um, I've been an avid journaler all my life, yes. um, but recently picked it up at the start of this year as part of a offshoot of the writing group um, that I facilitated um, mm-hmm. and saw the power in being able to download my thoughts and pick them apart and look at them yes. slightly more logically. Um, so when you suggested getting a new journal, I had this realisation that suddenly I was going to be running multiple books. So got, uh, my main yeah. journal, I've got, um, I'm doing an astrology course at the moment, so there's a book attached right. to that. And I sort of just yeah. had this idea of my life all being fragmented up between all these books. Um, <laughs> and you in the past just seen my crazy to-do lists that are all incredibly neat and colour-coded and all of that kind of stuff. So what I've started to do in my journal is that the stuff that relates to this course is written in blue. I can very quickly and easily flick through and find uh, in my journal and the other coloured bits belong to other parts just because I didn't like the metaphor of my life being broken up (laughs) into different parts. I'm trying to bring my life together and create some cohesiveness and it all kind of needs to be in the one place. Yes, and I love... Thank you, Jodie, because... What I love about this is I'm the sort of person who I like to have different journals for different things because it feels, it helps me to kind of feel focused in that moment. Otherwise, I get distracted by the thing I wrote yesterday about something completely unrelated because I've tried having a unified journal and it doesn't work for me. What I love here, Jody, is that you've been aware enough to kind of go, this is what's going to work for me. I want to have everything in this integrated way and have it ordered in such a way, have a system in it that, that allows me to see at a glance which bit I'm talking about at the moment. But it has this kind of unifying um, energy to it. 
So congratulations. I think that's a really awesome, uh, first of all, an awesome bit of awareness and second, a really fantastic kind of willingness to go, right, this is what I like. Let's see how I can roll this out and coming up with a really neat solution. I love it. And just to show that I was on the right track, I went, I need a blue pen. <laughs> and I've only got black pens at the moment. And I went, I'm sure there's a blue pen somewhere. Anyway, I've managed to find um, a suitable blue pen that I bought about four years ago. That was wow. on my desk. So Fantastic. in terms of saying a nod to, yes, you're on the right path for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a brilliant, brilliant example. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Um, so yes, so yes, when I, you know, when I, when I um, create worksheets, and <clears throat> I often think to myself, I'm not a big fan of worksheets. I know other people love them, so I like to provide them, and I like to make them as, you know, as easy as possible for for the for the end user. And I know that for me, I like to have a new journal, but I also love this idea that you've been, that you've suggested, Jody. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um, make sure that you know. That that's also something people can think about. So thank you for that. Um, anything else? Anybody else have anything that they want to add? I want to thank her for that too, Ritzanet, with two T's and an E. You know, I misspell my own name and it comes out Anente. I don't know who that is, but. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, that was a wonderful insight. I am so glad you talked about the journals because that was a wonderful insight um, for me because I get frustrated when I have numerous journals. It's you know trying to keep them all together. I, I want something that's got a relationship to each other and to tell a story. So that also gave me insight into the the, the gratitude list also. Cool. That's noticing that I Ooh. that I like I like things as as a story as an unfolding of a yeah. narrative. Thank you. I love it. I love it. You guys rock. <laughs> you guys are rocking this, and it's only week one. See, we thought that I you know that first module is actually kind of it doesn't dive into the material into the core material yet, and yet you you guys are already making changes. In such a short period of time, it's fantastic. Um, so, uh, this is going to be my final invitation for anything. Anybody who's in chat, I think Dorothy, you're the only one who's in chat only. If you've got any questions, type them in. Um, if anyone else has got any questions, feel free. <laughs> going, going, going. <laughs> going once, going twice. No, you're all done. Excellent. If any questions do come up, um, so, so we've got a couple of days before you get your module, your next module. So this is an opportunity to kind of really, if there's anything that's come out of this conversation, um, whether you've been on the call or whether you're listening to the recording, if there's anything that's come out of this um, that makes you kind of want to fine tune your practice or um, pick up a practice if you haven't started it yet, then I invite you to do that. You've got a couple of days and then you'll get your next module in for, uh, about 48 hours. Um, I also want to say, just to be clear, that for any of these coaching calls, any of these live calls, if anybody has something they want to bring to the call that they do not want on the recording, I'm more than happy to do that. You'll just have to wait to the end so that I can stop the recording and then we can have that conversation. 
it's really, really useful for those who are brave enough to do what everyone here has done today and that is to actually have it on the recording because everyone else in the group benefits. We've just seen that how that, how that played out for, with Jody and, um, and Annette where Jodie's sharing suddenly helped inspire Annette to a, a deeper understanding of what she likes and how she might play with it, how she might sort of get an even more perfectly tailored for Annette kind of process. Because I think <laughs> I think you guys probably realise by now I am such a not a fan of the one size fits all solution to anything. <laughs> so this is going to be a core part of the sort of the foundational part of what we're going to unpack over the next few weeks. All right, it sounds like we're all done and that everybody's kind of wrapped. Um, I know Dorothy's been jumping in and out of chat, so she may have had problems getting into the staying in chat. Um, Dorothy, if you did have a question and you couldn't ask it in chat, feel free to ask it in the group and you know I'll answer it there. Um, alrighty, so let's wrap it up for now just to say thank you so much. Uh, keep up with your homework and uh, uh, She's just said in chat she has no questions. Awesome. Uh, so yes, keep up with the homework. Let me know if any questions come up. I'm always going to be checking with the Facebook group. Um, just to give you a heads up that uh, on the 9th of November, <coughs> pardon me, I'm flying um, interstate to go and stay with my mum for a couple of weeks. So we will still be doing, I'll still be doing these um, live calls um, just so that you know that I'm, I'm going to be I may see less of what's happening in the Facebook group. She's having surgery on the 10th of November, so I'm going to be in and out of the hospital just to sort of, so I'll be offline for a little while there. Um, it, she's going in for a surgery that I know is going to turn out perfectly. Um, uh, and then I'm going to stay with her to just, you know, help her um, with the recovery. So um, up until the 9th of November, I'll be in and out of the Facebook group on a regular basis. There will be a few days around the 9th, 10th, <coughs> 11th, pardon me, <coughs> and 12th where I may be a little less present but you guys have been such good support for each other already. Um, I think it's going it, to, it won't be a problem, it'll be, it'll be fine. All right, thank you so much. I'm going to end the recording now. Let's hope TalkShoe cooperates. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.